Hello, Hyrock. Welcome to our daily devotional. We're continuing with our walk through the Gospel of Luke, and today we are in uh, the end of Luke's recording of the Sermon on the Mount, where Jesus is going to continue this conversation about radical love, but in the context of how we judge one another. So we're going to be in Luke chapter 6, verses 39 through 49, and Chris, if you would read that for us, that would be fantastic. Yeah. Then Jesus gave the following illustrations. Can one blind person lead another? Won't they both fall into a ditch? Students are not greater than their teacher, but the student who is fully trained will become like the teacher. And why worry about a speck in your friend's eye when you have a log in your own? How can you think of saying, friend, let me help you get rid of that speck in your eye when you can't see past the log in your own eye. Hypocrite. First, get rid of the log in your own eye. Then you will see well enough to deal with the speck in your friend's eye. A good tree can't produce bad fruit, and a bad tree can't produce good fruit. A tree is identified by its fruit. Figs are never gathered from a thorn bush, and grapes are not picked from bramble bushes. A good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart. And an evil person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. What you say flows from what is in your heart. So why do you keep calling me Lord, Lord, when you don't do what I say? I will show you what it's like when someone comes to me, listens to my teaching, and then follows it. It is like a person building a house, who digs deep and lays the foundation on solid rock. When the floodwaters rise and break against the house, it stands firm because it is well built. But anyone who hears and doesn't obey it is like a person who builds a house right on the ground without a foundation. When the floods sweep down against the house, it will collapse into a heap of ruins. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. This passage is great for following up on a question that we brought up yesterday, and I think is a question that people talk about quite a bit. And it's that uh, the Bible says, Jesus very clearly says, not to judge one another. And then, and that's what we saw yesterday, and then here we get all these examples of ways that we are actually supposed to judge one another, like uh, to help our brother with the speck in their, their eye, to judge a tree by its fruit and all of that. So how do we make sense of this? Is Jesus just contradicting himself? And I just think that the word judge is being used in two different senses, which we can figure out from the context. It's kind of like, you know, if we were at a pub, Chris, and and you asked me if, uh, if, if you could get me a drink and I said, no, I have to drive later. I'll just have a coffee. Um, you know, I, I, I'm just saying, wait a minute, I've just said I don't want a drink, but now I'm getting a drink, right? Well, it's because the word drink has two different meanings, and we can even use both meanings in the same sentence, but because we're familiar with it, it's easy to switch between the two. And I think Jesus is doing the same thing here. And the context, remember, is this context of radical love. So in that context, we are not to judge in a way that condemns people or gives us an excuse to not love them. You know, kind of like when you someone does something and you just write them off, you don't want to have anything to do with them. Instead, Jesus asks us to judge in a way that's actually going to be helpful. Now, this can't be like the blind leading the blind, um, you know, because, you know, a person who's just a student doesn't know how to, to help someone else. But 
he says the student who's fully trained by the master can become like the master. So we can actually begin to help, but that's if we're trained by the master. And that's if there's a, this element of self-judgment, uh, mm -hmm. like it says, to remove the log or the plank from your own eye before helping your brother remove the speck from their eye. So the two different types of judgment are one type of judgment that Jesus forbids is the type of judgment that gives us an excuse not to love. The other type of judgment, which Jesus is encouraging in this passage, is a judgment that starts with judging ourselves mm -hmm. so that we can be in a position to actually help other people in making uh, judgments, to help them see where they're, where they're going wrong, see how we make those same mistakes, to be able to help each other in these ways. I guess basically the way I would just put that like, uh, you know, with a bow on it is just simply that we are not to judge someone else's worth. We are not to judge whether someone else is worthy of love. That's the excuse that we can come to with judgment, giving us an excuse to not love. Whereas Jesus is talking about everything in this whole teaching. Everything is in the context of this radical kind of love that Jesus is demonstrating for us. Jesus judges us in this way to help us, to heal us, to restore us, to redeem us, not to condemn us. And too often, that's how we approach judgment. It gives us an excuse not to love because we can condemn the other person for what they're doing. So our judgment can be accurate in one sense, but really, really miss the mark. I guess one other thing about that simply is there's a, a famous uh, passage that people love to quote from Psalm 139 saying, search me, O God, and know my inner heart, you know, see if there's any unright way in me. And it's a great verse about self-awareness. But what's interesting is if you read that verse in context, the beginning of Psalm 139 is about all these people that are wicked, all these people that are terrible, doing terrible things and rebelling against God. But at the end of the Psalm, the writer of the Psalm, which is apparently David, looks at himself and says, you know what? But wait a minute. I need to look at myself first. Search mm -hmm. for God and see if there's anything wrong in me. And that's that process of, you know, is there a log in my own eye? that needs to be removed first before I can really look at the speck in my uh, brother or sister's eye. Chris, I'm wondering what you see in this passage and, uh, I, and, and how it applies in your life. And I, I know that you're in a process of kind of uh, having this kind of intense discipleship relationship with another people. I'm wondering how you approach a passage like this. Oh yeah. Well, one, I, I, I love this whole passage. Uh, the, um, it's it's kind of just humorous, like the blind leading the blind. You know what? You're going to end up in the ditch uh, or like, how could you possibly help somebody else when you've got this giant log in your own eye? I mean, it's um, there is a bit of this like dry wit in it that I that I hear Jesus like, guys, if you're not really listening, you know, you're 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 going to end up in the ditch. You don't know what you're doing. Um, and uh, it's just it's just a great text. Um, but yeah, as, as you know, like, you know, there's um, a lot of folks that I've been working with, with discipling uh, over the years. And this particular, the end of that text uh, is a key text in one of the uh, shapes that we use in discipleship, which a lot of high rockers know nowadays uh, called the Kairos circle, which is really about listening to God, uh, where God is challenging you, maybe working on you in a way where you do have to look at the log in your own eye. And, um, and it, the, the image is that you you pause kind of in, in, in this moment and you pay attention to that conviction that you're feeling, which requires repentance, uh, you know, which is really saying what God already knows and admitting like, yes, this is where I need to work on this piece of my life. And then in a response, which is to change the trajectory of your life, maybe change the ways in which you have been judging 
others in a way that doesn't really um, recognize them as the full um, beloved child of God that they are uh, and, and holding them against your own kind of short-sighted judgment, which is what this whole text is warning against. Um, and, and really listening to, you know, how is God changing you into somebody that that is more like the master, is more like Jesus? You have to actually listen to God and then put it into action. Um, that's what Jesus is saying in that last illustration about the two houses, one built with a firm foundation and, and the other on shifting sand. Um, both of those houses, both of those images, both faced the rising waters, you know, the, the floodwaters that come. Those things are going to come in life. But if you haven't done the work to look at yourself, um, it, it's all going to crumble. And that's what it means to really listen to the teacher, to really listen and to repent and uh, to build on that so that you can actually be a blessing to the world rather than a judgmental curse. Um, I, you know, just I shared with one of my uh, discipleship groups um, just last night, actually, based on this text, ironically, um, that, um, you know, my a lot of people know, like Sarah and I went through a, a pretty tough period of time. Uh, you know, about a year ago, we were really struggling. And um, I just like made it my, I heard God saying, listen to my word, put it into practice. And so I dove very deep personally on my own stuff. And um, through a year of just, you know, intense, you know, self-reflection and a good therapist, a couple of them, um, and some really good reading and some really good friends that were really speaking truth into my life. Um, I felt like I looked at that log deeply. You know, I looked at those things that um, I needed to work on me. Um, and uh, uh, yesterday, Sarah and I, uh, we had a thing happen where we ran out of oil in our house, <laughs> which was just kind of stupid when it's 15 degrees outside. But um, in the past, um, you know, that would have been a trigger for Sarah and I to maybe not have such a great day. Um, but instead, we got up in the morning, we tackled it together. And I just realized as we actually go out for a walk together in the morning. Um, and while we were starting our walk, I just asked Sarah, I was like, what's the story you're telling yourself right now? Because you're really quiet. And she said, well, I'm worried that you think it's my fault that we ran out of oil and you're mad at me. And I was like, I'm not, I'm frustrated that all of us, you know, are going without heat right now and they're going to fix it within the hour, which they did. Um, I was like, but it's fine, you know, and we ended up laughing about it in the end. And to me, it was like, what a difference a year makes. You know, we probably would have some big explosive argument in the past. Um, and then in the end, we, we ended up making a plan for like, we have a different and better plan for paying our oil bills so we don't run into this again. And so we, it was like the solution was really fun. It was collaborative. And, and, and ultimately, um, I found myself just giving thanks um, to God for just really working on my heart and my stuff um, because it was literally listening to God, putting in action. And not only was I the better version of myself, but this is the point of this whole text is I was better able to be a husband to Sarah, a friend to her, you know, and be a blessing to her in the midst of this chaotic moment that we were sharing rather than just judging and blaming. As I reflected on it later in the day, I was like, I was really grateful to God for uh, a year of conviction and a year of really listening and growing on addressing those things in my life so that I could be a blessing to others. Um, 
that's a very personal story. It's one that I feel like really fits into this uh, text. Um, yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a great a great story and a great application. I, I, you said you know what a difference a year make it makes, and yes, what a difference a year makes if that year is spent in building your house on the rock of Jesus's word rather than on whatever else other stories you might be telling yourself. Mm-hmm. And and in the way that judgment there could be a gift that helps you to love because it was a judgment that first of all was. Uh, for you, to yeah, it was on me. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Right. It's it's to put yourself under God's judgment, uh, healing mm-hmm. judgment, not condemnation, so that you can be able to be, like you said, the better version of yourself, uh, more like the teacher rather than like the old uh-huh. Chris, more like Jesus. And, mm-hmm. and yeah, I, I do like you tying it to the end of this illustration because, yeah, all this stuff is great if we think about it, but it really doesn't do us any good until we actually begin to put it into practice to actually do it as Jesus says, because mm-hmm. otherwise we never truly learn it if we don't do it. And, and, and then it doesn't do any, anybody any good. And we just become more resentful and maybe even more resistant because mm-hmm. all the information we get makes us better at judging in a condemning way. Mm-hmm. But unless we put it into practice, it doesn't become judgment that helps to redeem. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, I, a great example. And I, I you know, thank you for, for sharing that. And and I assume that you got your wife's permission before sharing. That. I, did. I did. She's actually here. <laughs> she can actually probably hear me. Uh, and I did, I did ask for permission from that. Cause I like, it's kind of a great illustration, but I, I want to be, you know, honest and authentic about it, but also not get in more trouble for sharing it with all <laughs> of you who I, you know, I love you dearly. And um, so, yeah. Well, with all that said, Chris, I'm wondering if you'd be willing to close this in prayer. I would. Yeah. Uh, Lord God, we give you thanks for this day, uh, for this moment that we have to 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 be steeped in your word um, and to hear uh, it read out loud. And Lord, to hear even now that these teachings are for us. And God, so that ultimately we would be people who um, reflect our teacher, uh, who has a heart for, for all of humanity and a desire to bring about real redemption. God, may we be those people and and get to that place first by looking deeply at ourselves and be willing to to really repent and to make those changes. And God, in all of these things, that we would be a blessing to the world around us. God, hear our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, everyone, thank you for spending some time with us today as we open God's word. May God bless you and keep you. Go in peace. Thanks.